How are you? Good, how are you? Trying to hold up. We're running out of toilet paper. <laughs> I know. I guess that's the real concern here. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, the other day, some guy tried to, I told you about the guy who tried to sell me toilet paper out of his van. Yes. <laughs> it's just. I know. It's, I mean, this is not going to be something that we'll need, so I'm not sure why the panic in regards to that. There's always Beanie Babies, so. Yeah. Whatever. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a mess, but we're going to get through it. Yeah. I mean, that's the only, that's the only option, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I'm interviewing um, Ashley, who is a cam girl, and we're going to be talking about um, kind of what it is that she does, what the industry is like, um, human sexuality and things like that. So um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Ashley. Uh, Ashley, thank you for uh, uh, doing this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, you're pretty new at this. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I've probably been at it maybe a month and a half, two months tops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what what made you want to what made you want to do this? Um you know, I've always really admired the women who were able to, you know, like go on stage, like do burlesque, you know, do a boudoir shoot. Um, you know, strip, whatever, be a cam girl. I, I'm painfully shy. <laughs> and so I, um, it's something that I've always wanted to do, but I never, uh, really had the confidence to go forward with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had, I guess, a, a weird kind of special set of circumstances where I, um, you know, been researching kind of for about a year on how to do it, how to do it right. And, um, now I'm doing it. <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty amazing because I'm gonna be honest I've I've gone through I've gone through your Instagram and you don't seem shy at all. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what everybody says. But um, see, if it's not live, if it's a a picture or if it's a video, I can ensure that it's perfect. Like I'm a terrible perfectionist, so um, mm-hmm. being able to edit the content before it's you know visible to everyone makes it so that I can fake that confidence. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So. So editing, how long, how long does that actually take? Um, well, it, it kind of takes a long time. So, mm-hmm. um, I have somebody who has been teaching me how to kind of shoot myself because I don't have anybody to take pictures of me. So, yeah. um, what I mainly do is, um, take a video and then I will take snapshots from every video that I do and then edit that picture. So, okay. um, it takes it, it actually honestly it takes a pretty long time depending on what's requested or what I'm up to that day. Okay, that make that makes that makes sense. That's actually pretty good. I wouldn't I wouldn't think of taking a video and then taking that snapshot. That's pretty smart actually. Yeah, that I, w- I was really appreciative of the idea because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's helped a lot. So, um, how was it that you're able to to have the confidence to express yourself and show off your body? Because there are many there are many, not just women, but just people who have a problem with their body and would never be able to do what you do. Right. (laughs) Um, you know, that's a really good question. I, um, it's, it's been, it's been interesting. I, (laughs) I have to kind of fake the confidence and it's come just based upon like the feedback that I've received. But, um, it, I'm still working on it all the time. And again, it's much easier to do that when 
when it's something you can edit first. So right now, um, I don't go live a whole lot just because um, I'm too shy for it. So there have been a mm-hmm. few times where I've been able to do it, but not too often yet. So has your so since you've been doing this, have you felt your confidence increasing? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, even even though it's just been like a month, month and a half, I've definitely noticed that the more I fake it, the more it becomes real. And so I actually have become more confident. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, uh, I feel like the world online kind of bleeds into my life now. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. No, it does. Okay. Um, so, because I mean, I when I looked through your when I looked through your Instagram, I saw a woman who's, you know, attractive, good looking, and seeming confident. So, is do you have so on camera versus off camera? You know, how different are you? How different are you? Like, is it a persona that you use when you're on camera, or what is it? So it definitely, it depends, honestly, it depends. It depends on who I'm talking to. So yeah. there are a lot of people where I feel like, um, cause that's what they want. You know, I put on sort of like a, a show for them, Yeah. but there are a lot of people that honestly just want to, you know, talk and just, you know, masturbate in front of me. So, yeah. I mean, it depends. Um, but again, like I said, the persona that I have is kind of bleeding into my real life. So I've noticed just like, I talk about things that are sexual all the time or, you know, I make sexual references. I can't, they're kind of becoming the same, I I suppose. Okay. So your, so your personalities are becoming, your two personalities on on and off camera, they're kind of becoming one person and it's being, it's becoming the same on and off. Yeah. So it's, it's merging, um, which is a good thing. I mean, I feel, um, I feel strong and powerful and confident. I don't, it's definitely not bad, but it has been interesting to watch the transformation, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, how would you, how would you define human sexuality and what, why do you think sex is so important to humans? <laughs> oh, this question. Um, what a question. There's so much to discuss. I, when I thought about it, I, I suppose that it just kind of, breaks down to our just most primal instincts first. I mean, yeah. um, sexuality has such a broad spectrum of everything and I'm learning something new every day. And it seems like it's connected to more things that we think, you know, the more we realize everyone's thinking about it all the time. Yeah. Um, and so I, I mean, just like sex just fulfills that reptilian brain urge. Um, and then also, I mean, it's just kind of one of the most, exciting ventures you could have, you know, like the chase, the courting, the open, honest discussion about everything. I mean, that's, I mean, what is there to life if you can't have fun like that? Yeah. So, um, again, and then again, this has made me realize that everything kind of circles back to sexuality. And the reason that that's important is because if you recognize that pattern, I think, um, you can understand things more easily, (laughs) get a good view on things. No, that no, that make that makes sense because I mean I'm I'm right there with you as I'm writing this book and doing research. I mean I'm learning stuff every single day. 
Right. Where like it's different kinks, things are people are interested in. And, and, you know, I, it's mm-hmm. so interesting where, you know, where does it stem from? Why is that a thing? It's just, um, it's fascinating to me. It really is. And I mean, when I, when I was going through my addiction, like be, before, cause I mean, it's kind of funny because I, I first started watching porn on the day that Steve Jobs died, October 5th, 2011. Oh, oh wow. And it pretty much stemmed from a conversation that I was having with my friends and they made this, I didn't know who the Kardashians were. And oh, so, God, <laughs> and so my, uh, my friend, um, he made a reference to the Kim, Kim Kardashian and Ray J, um, uh, sex tape. And I, I didn't know who either of those people were. Hmm. And so once, I mean, just starting from there on that day, I learned like, I became, um, I started to notice different kinks, different, you know, different forms of sexuality and just things overall. Like I didn't really realize just how deep it was and just how broad it really was in terms of different individuals. Well, right. And just how ingrained in our subconscious it is. And, you know, there are people who are, I don't know, like sexually repressed and they don't want to talk about it or Catholic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's, you know, we've had sort of this shift and that's made it more easy to be open and talk about it. And I think that's a really healthy thing. Absolutely. I mean, wh- like, where do you think sexual repression comes from? Like, cause I mean, it's, cause I think there are some people who are very open about it. And then there are mm-hmm. those who just would never talk about it, even if you paid them. Honestly, um, I think it's 100% religion <laughs> okay. related. Um, I, you know, I, I, a lot of the people that I met that feel like that, I mean, their parents hadn't talked to them about it at all. You know, they don't have any information. Um, you're scared of what you don't know. And mm-hmm. then why would you explore if you're scared? So um, I think that, I think that uh, it, it's been, it's been nice, the shift, because I think it's important for us to, you know, learn about something that's, I don't know, quite important in our day to day lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think you're kind, I think you're really kind of spot on there. I think, I don't think it's, I don't think it's fully people's religious backgrounds, but I do think that does play a part in it. Cause I know, sure. I know many people who they were, you know, they were in a certain religion and they got out of that and then they just said that they started exploring. Right. And then there are some who are, who are in a certain religion, Christian, you know, Buddhist, Muslim, whatever. But they will still be extremely um, sexual and things like that. Right. And, you know, something that I've learned just being online, just being connected to every single part of the world, you get to know people from everywhere. And um, I don't know what I thought before, that everybody's super horny. <laughs> like, no matter where you are, it doesn't matter. You know, it's a language we all speak. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and then you go to a place where it's like more acceptable and everybody's pretty open about it. And, um, you know, there you go. You find a second home, whatever. Yeah. So, um, what, so men have this, I call it, I call it the power of the visual. So you can show a guy, you can show a group of guys, just a picture of a girl who's doing nothing even remotely sexual. But the guys will still somehow get aroused. Right. So 
like how do why do you think that work why do you think that is so for men and not for uh women well i mean we're just we're just wired differently i mean i to be honest like this kind of i don't know i guess i call it an experiment this experiment has taught me that i don't need to necessarily be nude to arouse somebody like no. i um which is really surprised me. I didn't, I didn't expect that. Um, really at all. No, I mean, I knew about foot fetishes, but I figured, Hey, you probably want something else to look at too, but not necessarily. No. And then as far as it goes, you know, for women, I just think that we, we need, I don't know. I'm aroused by conversation. Um, personality i think that can really make or break like so you could be really attractive and if you have just a you know lemon of a personality it's going to make you ugly yeah um i just think that we're just because we're just wired so differently i mean it's it's so hard to explain and i um again it's it surprised me how easy it is um you know to to get someone's attention yeah i mean I mean, no, you're spot on because, you know, just just from the guy's perspective, there can be a girl who I'm who you may just see and she's not doing anything at all, but just I don't know, the way she stands, the way she looks, the way she talks or just whatever, it will it will arouse a guy. It like it's like it's happened to me. So nudity isn't necessary for arousal. No, and you know the super interesting thing is um, with Instagram, um, it's created this different kind of porn situation, right? So you go on Pornhub, you go on porn sites, you can watch the videos. You know, you don't know them. You can search their names, maybe watch them a few times, whatever. You don't get to talk to them. You don't get to know them. Yeah. Um, The really weird thing about Instagram is that with all these hashtags, you can really specifically get down to exactly what you're looking for. And then when you get that list of who you're looking for, um, you know, there you are. And so it's it's so easy to find Mm -hmm. somebody like that. Um, So that's, I mean, it makes a... it makes an interesting difference because then they can speak to you. They get to know you. If, you know, I try and talk to, um, my followers a lot as much as I can. I mean, um, some of them are impossible to speak to, but if I build relationships with them, it's a different kind of situation. That's going to be, what's going to want to make them have a picture of my feet, you know, but not show any nudity. Like they want to, they like my personality. So that's why they want to look at me. Yeah. Um, so there are, I would imagine a lot of misconceptions about cam girls. Yeah. So what, what are the greatest misconceptions and, you know, can you go ahead and just kind of debunk those? Um, I think I want to preface it with, I think that so many people simply just have no idea what cami is yeah um and i think it's really important to note that there are so many different kinds of cam models so um and not that that makes any difference you know just because you you know show a picture um of nudity versus you know a pretty feet doesn't make you any different than the other person it's still work yeah um but i think just simply that people don't know and then 
if you were to try and explain it to them, it's so vast that unless they had an interest and you wanted to, you know, kind of show them what's up, it's just difficult to explain. And because everybody, not everybody, I think most people are kind of just barely coming out out of their shell sexually right now. Yeah. Um, especially depending on the age demographic. So, um, I, I, I just think that it's, it's looked at like, I don't know, stripping or hooking, whatever, which yeah. again is still work. Um, and I wish, you know, we had institutions that could, you know, protect those people so that we could actually have it work, but mm-hmm. you know, we suck. So, um, I, I think that there are a lot of people and people that I like care about that because nobody in my life knows that I do this, yeah. um, who have talked you know, said, said things like, Oh, you know, that's a gross thing to do. And you're just selling your body and all that stuff. But I, I've really found a lot of power in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really have. And I don't keep it a secret from people because I'm ashamed of it. Um, it's, it's simply because it's kind of a fun little secret that I have, I guess. So, mm-hmm. um, I suppose that's sort of why, Okay. So, so because if I, cause I, I'm not a person who's ever, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know. If, I can't think of a better word, but I've never viewed a session of a cam girl. Oh, okay. So yeah, I've never, I've never experienced that. I've never done that. So in my mind, if I, like you, you're a very, you know, amicable, amicable person. And, um, you know, if I were to see you for the very first time and say I saw you camming, what I would would it be fair for I I would imagine that it's not, but would it be fair for me to see you as a hypersexualized person? Oh, absolutely! I have to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, it depends. You know, like um, there are certain situations where I feel more relaxed, but I have to read the room really quickly. Yeah. Um, to kind of decide which way I'm going with it. Um. So I wouldn't say that I'm for sure one way all the time yeah. um, because some people are way more lackadaisical about it. So um, I'd say most of the time they appreciate the hypersexuality. So that mm-hmm. is where I go typically. Okay. Because I mean, uh, yeah, that, make, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Because if I'm, you know, if I'm looking at you, because I've, I've seen, you know, because I'm going through Instagram where we talk, where we just talk about the hashtags. Um just going through hashtag whatever and finding a certain thing, you'll find that different people in the same community go about it different ways. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah I think that's, I think that's pretty interesting. So, well, it's, and it's, it's really interesting too, just the world that it's created. I had no idea until I dipped my foot in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible the way I see it. Because what Instagram, what Instagram has done is it's brought people together who, or maybe not just Instagram, but just social media overall, it has brought people together that never, that never would have met each other or found a connection with each other. Yeah. And I, you know, and I've actually created like uh, quite a few actual good genuine relationships with people who mm-hmm. I, you know, talk to every day. Um, there's... <laughs> This cracks me up. There's this adorable, um, I think he's like a, you know, 21 year old kid from India who I talked to. And, um, he's one of my favorite people. We just like 
we literally just chat. Um, yeah. I don't send him anything like nudity. He told me not to. He just chats with me and it's fucking adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Are people, because I mean, that's, that's pretty, I would imagine for most, for most cam girls that that's not, that's not the majority of their, um, I guess, fans. Right. True. So, are people, in general, would you say people are mostly respectful? Like, do you get flat-out demeaning comments, or is it kind of like a easy-going relationship? Um, I would say it, it's pretty it's pretty easy after like the first sentence to figure out who's an actual real life person. Yeah. Um, but I would say that 90% of the time it is, um, like crass, rude, um, you know, comments about what they'll do and demanding me to, you know, send them things for free. And then since I refuse, they get grumpy. And so, um, yeah, that actually happens daily. Um, I'm drowning in DMs. (laughs) So, pe- so people really try to, they try to, because I've, I've noticed this a lot, like, by doing some research, but people will try to get free content from you guys. Yeah, and so, and here's the thing, um, yeah, that happens a lot, and especially, you know, if they're really rude about it, I'm pretty quick to be like, you know what, no, that's that's unacceptable, you, don't, you shouldn't ask anybody to work for free, just because, I mean, why are you asking me, would you ask you know, a veterinarian who works for free. No, I just don't get it. So, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah. And there's not a, there's just not a whole lot of, um, the real people. So basically I have to sift, <laughs> sift through that. And then, um, yeah, God, I don't even, I don't even know what to, what to do with them all. Um, it's sometimes it's frustrating. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, just being yelled at all the time. I mean, I guess you could say that's kind of what I signed up for, yeah. But um, <laughs> sometimes it's funny. I can get a kick out of it, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. That, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And that, that I can see how it, it would be frustrating. Because you're offering, you're offering you know, services. So I'm going to play devil's advocate really quick. And I'm going to say, okay.